Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Today is Monday, December 30th, penultimate day of 2019. So we'll have a fresh new year. Let's hope that 2020 brings us some, uh, I don't know, <laughs> more positive stuff. Uh, certainly more, um, some more order and less chaos would certainly be nice. Some positive inroads into smoothing things out. I think it would be nice if we had a little less chaos and were able to focus on our own stuff. So the uh, passionate listeners among you noticed that I did take all of last week off. I'm sorry I didn't warn you. It was a semi-spontaneous decision. Um, when you last checked in with our heroine, I was um, nursing my knee, which is still not 100%. It's a lot better. Um, I don't limp at all. I can't run or jump on it yet, but every day the swelling is a little less, inflammation's a little less. Uh, last couple of days I have been able to walk on the treadmill as I'm working, which is a huge relief to me. Those of you who know me know how I feel about that. Um, it'll be nice to get back to my exercise routine, but it's really just been 10 days since it went crazy. So I'm being careful and letting it heal up the way it needs to. Um, but the upshot was, you know, the final prep for Christmas, like shopping on Saturday, the 23rd, and, or not the 23rd, the 21st, getting out of town on the 22nd, getting things ready for our house sitter, all of that stuff. Um, it was just, it felt like it needed I needed to have my attention on that. And so I decided that I needed the break. I did not take my laptop with me on our holiday in Tucson. Um, I forgot to take my microphone even. <laughs> so clearly part of me was like, no, not going to do the podcast this week. So I apologize that I didn't warn you, but I suspect it didn't come as that great a surprise. I didn't have anybody messaging me saying, what the hell, Jeffy? Uh, hopefully you all were having a nice little hiatus from your lives. Uh, so I blogged about this yesterday on the SFF7, but one of the lovely things about not having my laptop was that I was pretty much offline. Um, the only social media I have on my phone anymore is Instagram. Because I like looking at the pretty pictures. And Instagram remains um, mostly pictures and not so much about thoughts and opinions, right? So even though I, I have Instagram on my phone so I can post to it, I don't have anything else and I wasn't really looking at anything else. So when I got online on Friday morning, the 26th, that was the first I saw of the whole RWA crisis. Far more than a kerfuffle, it's a full-fledged crisis. <clears throat> so I did blog about yesterday, 
um, how I feel about things and basically why I'm sticking. Um, and for those who don't know the whole history of the situation, um, I will reference my blog post in the show notes and you can go read up on it because I really don't want to get into all of it. But you know, the upshot is, is that <laughs> the sort of the official line that's coming out is that RWA identified a gap between policy and procedure. And really what that is, is legalese for the board fucked up. And as someone who serves on the board of SEFWA, as someone who um, has served on many boards of directors, I, I can both sympathize and shake my head at this because one reason that you have bylaws and one reason that you have encoded policies and procedures is to protect you in situations where personal emotions might sway you to do things. Um, you, as a board member, you have a personal and fiduciary responsibility to the organization. It's not about you, your agenda, your job, even though you're a volunteer, your job is to protect the organization and serve its members to the best of your ability. And that's why those laws are in there. And essentially what happened with RWA was they were faced with a situation where they didn't know exactly how to handle it. Um, and personal feelings were very high. And so what they did was <laughs> they kind of created new rules to handle that particular situation. And then apparently did a little bit of backtracking to make what they did legal. And so those are two red flags. Anytime that, as a board member, you are faced with a difficult personnel situation, which does happen, right? You know, you get problematic actors, you get people who are very upset about something or another, and people are crying for you to take action. Then you look, you go to the policies and procedures, you go to the bylaws, and you say, okay, <clears throat> how do we address this situation. What is our legal responsibility? What is our responsibility to the organization? And you do your best to handle it in the cleanest way possible, in the way that benefits the organization. And so if you are in a position where you're like, well, the rules don't allow me to do the thing that I'm trying to do. Well, there's a reason for that. And then if you go back and you try to change the rules 
to make what you did okay, then that's a second major mistake. It means that what you did was not according to the laws of the organization. If you have to change the laws to address one person, then then there's a problem there. It's And the problem is not the person. <laughs> the problem is you. The problem is the board and what they're trying to execute. You know, and a really good, much larger example of this is how Nancy Pelosi has handled the impeachment of President Trump. There are a lot of people who said, oh, she waited too long and, you know, they wanted her to do it faster or more viciously. But, you know, boy, one thing about Nancy Pelosi is she was completely meticulous in how she did that. She got Adam Schiff uh, to, you know, handle the investigation and he is also meticulous and that's how you have to handle that kind of thing because everything must be done exactly to the letter of the law. And part of that is to protect yourself also because it helps you to keep from being emotional about a thing. So even if you are right or convinced that you are right, that you are dealing with someone who is a bad actor. And with the RWA situation, there are many allusions to that there is more information that we don't know, which I'm sure, having also been in situations like this on boards, there is. You get confidential communications from people that explain why action must be taken. Uh, just as with the impeachment, you know that there's a lot more information that they did not make public because you can only stick with the stuff, you can only go public with the stuff that, well, that you can go public with. Um, you can't go with personal aspersions. You can only go with provable things that people are willing to publicly disclose. So even if the board had been absolutely correct in their decisions, <clears throat> and we don't know because you know we don't know what else was going on that they felt like they had to uh, make the decision to remove and censure a member. The reasons they were able to publicly disclose were not good reasons, and you know they they really screwed up. They screwed up, and they screwed up in a way that um, compromised all of the efforts towards uh, diversity and inclusion, and which is hugely unfortunate <laughs> because, you know, finally things were getting in the right direction. Uh, people were having voices. This incident resulted in... Um, all of, I think, all but one of the board members uh, who were people of color resigning from the board. So we lost those voices. Um, and now we have a person who is acting president or in the position of president who um, 
is probably the person who was emotionally compromised to begin with. So the thing is, and people are really, emotions are very high all around, which is, as I've mentioned, bad because it muddies things. There are a lot of accusations flying around. It's not clear what's going on with the RWA staff. But one thing I can say is, is that here in the U.S., it is still the Christmas holidays. And a lot of people have vacation. Even if the offices are ostensibly open, there might be one or two people working. And we may not have much clarity on this until um, the 2nd or of January second or third, maybe not even till the sixth, because that tends to be how it is. That first Monday after the holidays tends to be when everyone really gets back in the gear. So until then, we have no idea who is releasing what information. We're getting a lot of unsigned missives from RWA, and people are accusing the staff of things, and we don't even know who's actually putting this stuff out. So many people have been um, talking about withdrawing from the Ritas, withdrawing from judging for the Ritas. And I'd like to reiterate at this point that right now, this doesn't have anything to do with the Ritas. What's happened uh, (laughs) had to do with a personnel issue and was related to racism, um, related to Courtney Milan, you know, Sorry, I can't think of the word I want to um, decrying racism on her social media. But whether or not this whole debacle is driven by, um, I don't know, that there are people saying that the old guard is trying to uh, take RWA over again and drive out anyone who wants diversity and inclusion. You know, and it appears that the current president, Damon Swade, is a real problem at this point. And he has always been a voice for diversity and inclusion. So I don't know what to think of that. I really don't know what to think about any of this. So for the time being, I am not doing anything except uh, I did sign the petition and I'm encouraging others to sign the petition to have a recall election because I think there is sufficient evidence to at least put it up to a membership vote that Damon should probably not be in the position of president because he has not shown responsible leadership through this crisis and he it appears that he probably perpetuated this crisis in the first place. So, um, no matter how things shake out, it seems apparent that he should, uh, that he's not a good leader for RWA. For all those um, predicting that this is the real time collapse of RWA, it, it's not. <laughs> um, the organization will undoubtedly persist. I think it is in what shape or form. And face, what face it will wear, is the question. And there are a lot of people who have worked very hard to make RWA inclusive. And this will 
I don't think that anybody is inclined to just give up now and say, okay, let's just hand this over to the racists and the white nationalists. That's, it's just not going to happen. Um, and I suppose if it does, then everybody else will leave and then they can be whatever they are. So that's where I stand on things. And besides which, I'm still trying to finish the fate of the Tala. I'm really close. It'll be done this week. It will. Um, and so, you know, geez, I don't need to be spending time and energy on political crises of any variety. So, so I have done what I can. I'm glad that there are people leading the charge to deal with things. Uh, I do think that we can fix this. I think that we can make RWA the organization that we want it to be um, a real inclusive place. Uh, Mary Robinette Kowal, of course, put out an invitation for people to uh, join SAFWA if there is an overlap. And yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm a member of both, you know, and I've never believed that, uh, you know, this is not the Highlander. There, there can be more than one. So if you want to join SAFWA, join SAFWA. Uh, I don't need to abandon RWA or in order to be a member of SEFWA. I've been a member of both for many, many years now. So, so that's my, my screed, my screed. Um, and I did explain on the blog post too. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We will see um, how it shakes out, but you know, one thing that it's easy to do is to conflate the people with the organization. And that's not true. Boards come and go. Staff comes and goes. The structure of the organization, the bylaws, the policies and the procedures, the mission statement, the vision, that is the structure. That is the uh, immortal body of the organization. And the people are the ones who help pilot that. So we can do it. We can fix it. And so I am going to focus on the book this week. And it really is coming together. <laughs> I did have to go back to an earlier, I think I went back to like page 154 to layer in one more thing I had to tighten up one more plot aspect but now I'm back up on like page 250 something of 339 finish revising and tightening and then I'll add on those last few scenes and she'll be done so so that'll be good a good ending and beginning of the year so I will talk to you all tomorrow Remember that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find other podcasts, romance-related, romance-adjacent um, at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.